we had fired all our bullets at that juncture. Um, in terms of some of our play selection, man, um, you know, it just wasn't a good enough play to get in there. And they had obviously a picket fence, if you will, because of situations just like the conversation we were having over here. They're going to allow you to probably throw and catch the ball in front of them, but you got to do some things after that. They had a bunch of guys running along the goal line, um, like happens when it's whatever, fourth and goal from the eight or nine or whatever it was. I think the biggest thing what is right now is Matt Canada. And one of the things that Mike Tomlin referenced at the end of the press conference, uh, why they made that call that on fourth and 10, they dump off pass to Najee Harris right there, uh, which was the moment, the crisis moment of this game, where they still had a 30% chance on the, in this game to possibly even tie. 30%, okay? You throw a dump off pass to Najee Harris. His excuse was that they uh, ran out of plays in that situation. What? I mean, I can't. Listen, I respect the fact that you're trying to clean up some of the language here in this play calling, trying to make it easy on the veteran quarterback who's in his 18th season. But to run out of plays, to let that get out there, Totally inexcusable right here. To even, I mean, let people even hear that response. This cannot be. And I just, I get very uh, sick to my stomach. I mean, thinking like, what's going to happen following this? It's just, you cannot look yourself in the mirror. I mean, as a team with your play call right there, I mean, be honest you, Don Brownsburg, I mean, his best offensive coordinator as far as production standpoint, it appears it still has to be Todd Haley. The only thing where I get frustrated with Todd Haley, they didn't do enough to execute in the red zone as an offensive unit. But, I mean, still, I mean, he helped, I mean, Ben Rosberg become a much better uh, pocket passer throughout his career. And, of course, I mean, Ben was not, like, uh, really too thrilled, too comfortable with him getting his ear, trying to hold him back on certain things. But, I mean, they managed to work together. I mean, it, it's definitely boiled over the surface about four years ago. And I think it was during the Colts game when that started to happen, where that really started to slowly unravel and where uh, Ben had to get, like, uh, Randy Fichtner involved to, like, uh, help, like, you know, start pulling from these plays right here and simplify some of the stuff. Uh, and uh, right now, it's looking very sad right now. I mean, Ben Rosberg, I mean, there's just no way. I, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm, even, I'm bored from bringing him back at the age of 40 with this team. If you're going to keep Ben Rosberg around, you have to, no question, fix this offensive line. I mean, you, you, I mean, you look at the cap space where they're at right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, for the most part, they got about – 10 point, over $10.9 million in cap space, nearly $11 million. My my only pushback on, like, you know, when people are questioning, if you're trying to try and sell the season, why not get, like, a free agent or sign someone right now about this uh, point in time? Uh, the only problem is with that, I think you still got to deal with a guy like uh, with Mika Fitzpatrick. I mean, he's still got a contract. I mean, a new contract. I think the Steelers would try and, like, to – Give him a new deal. I mean, he's got a fifth-year option picked up in 2022. 
But I mean, for the most part, right here, this is where you got to look hard, log and hard in the mirror right now. It's just at this point, yeah. I mean, it is kind of safe to say the sky is falling for right now for a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers uh, sports fans right now. And uh, and when you really look at it too, I mean, from that standpoint, I mean, wow. I mean, well, when you really uh, truly look at it, too, I mean, I mean, basically, uh, Tomlin, uh, who was asked on Tuesday right now, as far as, like, uh, hitting the panic button, he said he will not hit the panic button. He'll stay the course, status quo. But what changes should the Steelers make? Uh, right now, listen, uh, I don't blame Tomlin for, for not wanting to hit the panic button. I got news for you, Tomlin, and I love you to death. One of the best coaches uh, Steelers had in a long time outside Bill Cowher. But here's the only problem I have right now. You never, your team has never made the playoffs after starting off one and two. Oh, for three in that aspect. Oh, for three. We're talking about, I mean, in those years, I mean, where you started off one, two was 2009. When they're one and two after starting off a win versus the Titans uh, to open up the season, but then they had a two-game losing streak to the Bears at Soldier Field and in Cincinnati at Paul Brown Stadium to the Bengals. 2012 lost to the Broncos opening game, uh, won at home against the Jets, and then lost on the road to the Raiders. Then 2018, where they were one-one and two, I mean one-two and one. I mean tied with the Browns. Lost to the Chiefs or home opener. Then they won Monday Night Football versus the Bucks, and then lost to the Baltimore Ravens. You got a guy like uh, Bill Cowher right now, by the way, who has the most success ratio whenever his team start off one and two to start off the season. Those years were in 1993, where he uh, lost to the 49ers and the L.A. Rams. But he was able to get his first victory was shutout win over the Bengals. That was back in 93. They had, uh, let's see, 1997, where they started off one and two. And last but not least, 2002, where they dropped their first two games of the season on the road to the New England Patriots and then their home opener against the Oakland Raiders on Sunday night football. Chuck No, for the most part, he is two for six when it comes to teams starting off uh, one and two. Those years that they made the playoffs were 1976 and 1989. So that's probably a lot right there. And and this is where I get into the argument with people. It's like, why are you not appreciative of Mike Tomlin? I am appreciative of him. But at the same time, too, as a guy who enjoys covering this team and being a Steeler fan myself, I, I it's frustrating when you know how much you could do to bring the effort out of this team, you're at home in January. Sorry. I, I just, it just, it just seems like, you know, I mean, I feel like they went the route where they tried changing offensive core there, defensive core there, quarterback coaches. I mean, maybe just maybe, I mean, Mike Tomlin is just getting out coached. I mean, I mean, if you really think about it, 
I mean, it, it, it's just there's just no other way I could point to it right now, other than that. I mean, you're coaching Zach Taylor, who's finally after. I mean, like uh, since uh, coaching this team, who is now two and three overall since uh, coming to the Bengals. I mean, I, I believe, I mean, he's doing something right at the end of the day. I mean, especially with John Gruden coming in the Pittsburgh being them. I mean, that's so, so much of a surprise with the Vegas Raiders. But this is where they continue to bite the dust at times. I think Mike Tomlin, I think the only indictment that he has, I mean, he's a great motivator for this team, but as far as an X's and O's coach, yeah, he's not that guy. He'll implement some new stuff. He'll teach some new stuff. He'll find ways to adapt with his team. But as far as like X's and O's, not really. I think that's the only biggest disappointment he's got. But I, I just I just have this feeling right now, what's going to end up happening? They're going to have like their hot month of October coming up. I mean, that's going to be pretty much, you know, like to be expected. Maybe not so much this year, but whenever you see a Mike Tomlin, I mean, coach team, who uh, comes in here, which, by the way, his record in the month of October, I mean, going into this right now, he has a 38-14 uh, and 14 record, 24 games over 500. And in the last uh, three seasons, as Steelers head coach, he's only lost one game in the month of October. And that was two years ago, 2019, First game of the month of October at home for the Baltimore Ravens. And that was Mason Ross. I mean, his second career start, or his third career start as a Pittsburgh uh, Steelers quarterback right there. They lost by a field goal, I believe it was in overtime in that game. And that was it. So, I mean, that's the only good thing I can say right now. October is around the corner right now. I got to believe they'll be fired up. I mean, it's usually one of their favorite months right there to really get in stride, to, like, really uh, get themselves in a better situation. As far as uh, September, month of September overall, I mean, right now, when you look at it, uh, for the most part, I mean, he is 27 and 23 now in counting. 27 and 23. And this is where you have it right now. I mean, the Steelers definitely got a uh, long sleigh in the go here. But I got to believe, I mean, only time this could get better. I mean, it's got no choice but for the arrow to be pointing up. And I'm just not so sure, like, what do you do in these situations? How you bring guys together here? And what you continue to do right now? Yeah, we're talking uh, Steelers right now. They are one and uh, two right now. Uh, playoff chances here on the Metal Steel Podcast. Once again, you guys can follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Metal Steel CGR and on Instagram at Metal Steel Nation here. Uh, basically. Let's keep it moving along right now. Uh, Ross News right now. Uh, we saw in this game too uh, right now. They had uh, the Steelers all the edge rusher uh, Derek Tuska and Jameer Jones who uh, got his first start with outside linebackers, uh, T.J. Watt and Alex Heisman being out for today's uh, game. Uh, Jameer Jones finished the game with one tackle, 
Uh, Chloe White, he was also activated uh, from the practice squad here in this uh, this past game right here in week number three. Uh, Chloe White, he got two receptions for 17 yards. Uh, he was targeted two times. He caught all of his passes right there. But this is where the direction where I want to go right now. If I'm a Steelers right now, I'm looking at this, I mean, from a, a standpoint, you need to find a way right now to involve the tight ends. This has got to happen right now. I mean, and if you're not going to involve the tight ends, I mean, I can already see this uh, train coming once again around the corner here where they're going to have, I mean, basically, like, I mean, for the most part here, I mean, they're going to they're, they're gonna, they're gonna have, once Deontay Johnson gets healthy, it's going to be him, probably Chase Claypool on here for the most part. I mean, like, it's going to be one of Ben Roshberger's go-to guys here. Because when you look at the 2021, I mean, Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, for this year right now, I mean, the guys who uh, Ben Roshberger continues to uh, target more is still uh, Chase Claypool, Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson right now. And, uh, yeah. This is where we stand. It's definitely a uh, spot right now. I like the fact that Najee Harris is getting quite a few more uh, bites at the apple as far as, like, receiving. I mean, he's got the second most uh, receiving yards on the team at 149 uh, yards. I mean, in large part due to the game against the Bengals right now. The only thing I do want to see him get up more is his, uh, r- his running yards. But as far as, like, uh, scrimmage right now, he's leading the team in scrimmage yards, 272 yards. Chase Claypool is right behind him with 233 yards on this uh, team. He's got uh, 22 yards in rushing along with, coupled with uh, 211 yards of receiving here. And the thing is right now, I mean, just how 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 you open this up. How you open this up here between the having a miscommunications at the offensive line? I mean, for the most part here. I mean, open things up. And that's the thing. Uh, it's got to be better communication going forward. There's come to a point where you have to talk Matt Canada into coming on the sideline right now instead of calling plays in the booth. I don't know. 